Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. So now, amen, we're going to get into this word. Y'all ready to get into the word? We're going to be real quick today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Turn to Psalms 86 and 11. I'm telling you, actually, to turn there, but you should actually know it by heart. Psalms 86 and 11, New Living Translation. What's our mantra for the year? Teach me in 23. We're moving from knowing to showing. Amen. Applying godly wisdom to our lives. Y'all have it? says this, teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may live according to your truth. Grant me purity of heart so that I may honor you. Let's read that together. Ready? Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may live according to your truth. Grant me purity of heart so that I may honor you. Father, we bless you on today. We thank you for your grace, your mercy. We thank you for allowing us to even come together today and gather. Holy Spirit, we need you. You're the great teacher. We yield ourselves to you, God, and we just yield our hearts and our minds to you. We pray for the miracle of the sower on today, that four out of four, everyone here today is considered good ground. And because of that, God, they're going to bring fruit in their lives. They're going to produce fruit in their lives, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. To your glory, God, and for our good. We love you so much, and we honestly know that we can absolutely do nothing without you. But with you, all things are possible. It's in the master's name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray. And all the people of God said, amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of our life-changing king. Amen. So what I want to do today is, um, you know, we started the year off teaching about wisdom. Amen. Because it, it was our mantra. So what we're going to continue to do is to continue to teach more and more about wisdom for the rest of the year. Just like we did, at different times, the Lord were, you know, placed in our heart to, to teach a few other different things. But I wanted to go back and review some of the things that we've already um, taught and learned before. Amen? Because faith comes how? And hearing how? By the word of God. See, proof is not in the pudding. Proof is in the eating. Amen? So it's in applying what we've learned. Amen. So we want to go back and look at a few things and remind you of a few things that we talked about. One of the things that we, we mentioned and, and dealt with is that growing as a Christian, you know, our Christian life is a series of, of building blocks. Amen. It's just like a child. When we're born again, we grow in the Lord. Right. So we, we just like a child from a toddler to from an infant to a toddler to a teenager, to a young adult, and they're, they're growing in the Lord, or growing in, in life. The same thing happens to us. We have to grow in, in the Lord. But our ultimate goal as a believer, as a kingdom citizen, is to be conformed into the image of his darling son. I say that all the time. I'm not going to stop saying it because that is our destiny. He's looking for sons in the earth. Amen? But as many as received him, now the Bible says this in John chapter 1, verse 12, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Even those who believed in his name, he gave them the power, exousia. Y'all remember when we talked about power, the difference, dunamis and exousia? 
So he gave you the exousia power means he's given you the authority. He's given you the right to become sons. He can't make you a son, but he's given you the wherewithal to become one. Amen. He can't make you a son. Just like you can't make your, you can't make your grown kid be grown. Help me, Holy Ghost. Amen. Or you, you know, yo, you know, you, you right? I don't need to say nothing else. <laughs> Y'all got that one by. <laughs> Holy Ghost just got to finish that one for me. Amen. So we are continuing to grow in the Lord. Amen. The Bible says this in Romans 8 and 28. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Then the next verse said, what is our purpose? We've been predestined to become sons of God. So that's what we're trying to do is to become sons of God. And how do we do that? The Bible also tells us in, in the book of Hebrews that the just shall live how? The just shall live by faith. Now we are considered the just because of salvation. And the only way that we can live and operate in the earth, in the kingdom, is by faith. Remember the message we had is faith is the air I breathe. You can't live this life as a believer without faith. But here's the thing. You can't get faith without hearing the word of God. Amen. So you can't get what you need without the word of God. You see how it all works together? So faith comes by hearing and then hearing by the word of God. Right? But then faith also worketh by love. Right? You, did you see how it works? It all comes to you by faith. Right now, you got to have it. The only way to get it is to get into this book. you got to have it. He's the one that's going to give it to you. But it doesn't work for you if you don't have no love. Amen, somebody. So you'll work all that stuff out by yourself. So this year, what we're trying to ask the Lord to do is, is not, that's why we're moving from just, not just knowing to showing. See, people on your job or whatever, wherever you go, they shouldn't, they shouldn't know that you're a Christian because of this cross you wear around your neck. Amen. It's not the hot ties and, you know, it's not that. It's the love. It's the fruit. Do you have low-hanging fruit? You should have low-hanging fruit on your job. So people just know that there's something different about you. In difficult times, they see the fruit of the Spirit being manifested in your life. So that's going from, from just not just show, knowing to showing. The, the world, we should listen, for the world, that they should know we're believers. The Bible says the love that we show one for another. That's why it's so important for us to, to, to show the world that we love each other as believers. Don't, wanna, don't nobody want to be involved in nothing where you can't stand each other. Come on now. Right? Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Am I my sister's keeper? Yes, I am. Why? Because I love them. This is my brother. This is my sister. And this is what we do as believers. Amen? So you got to be, it's not just, it's not, I, can't, I can't reiterate this enough. That's why sometimes people are tired of the church. Because we talk a good talk. Come on, we can buck, we can do it now. But why are some Christians so mean? Come on now, come on now. Right? Is that, any, is that the fruit of the Spirit? Come on now. That's why 
we all growing. Amen. None of us have arrived. And the thing that we all, we all have to note is that we're no better than nobody else. If it wasn't for the grace of God, there go I. So you come off your high horse and just let God be God in your life. Amen, somebody. Amen. That's why we, that's how we're drawn, man, to love. I believe that Jesus was cool with the king. And there's a difference. I think that's why people, man, they were so attracted to him. You know, we're talking about the son of God walking the earth. I, I am all the way from my nose, but it's all good, right? We're talking about the son of God that's actually walking the earth. And sinners, the Bible says sinners were drawn to him because he didn't condemn them. Hey, come on now. He drew them by his love. And that's how we're supposed to be. Amen. People should be drawn to us just by the love that we have. Amen. Let me get back to where I'm supposed to get to. Amen. So we talked about we're going to walk this thing out with wisdom. See, this is what faith does. Faith will bring things to the earth. Everything that we have, we live by faith, so everything that we receive, we receive it by faith. We get it by faith, but wisdom, come on somebody, allows us to keep it. Or wisdom allows us, godly wisdom allows us and teaches us how to apply the things that we receive by faith. Because you can receive it by faith, and if you really received it by faith, can you keep it? Okay. Right. Amen. Amen. Now, I can, I'm, I can sit flat, stand flat-footed and tell you that I have received some things by faith and applied no wisdom to the things that I received. And because of that, there's some things I couldn't keep. All right. All right. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, Pastor. Right. I ain't just talking about stuff. It's sometimes peace. Come on now. Amen. Go ahead. So that means everything we receive by faith, man, we have to apply the godly wisdom to the things that we receive, and he'll teach us how to keep them. And that's what I'm talking about now, to have these classes about credit repair and all that stuff. So you get all this money. You're praying, to, Lord, I need more money. And God is trying to tell you, you don't need more money. What you need is wisdom. Because if you would have, listen, if you would use wisdom with the money you have, all right. everything you, all your needs to be met. Right. Amen, somebody. Amen. And then there's a the revelation of the tithe. We can get there right now. When you learn to give God, that's wisdom, though. When you learn, you, when you learn to give God back what belongs to him, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about wisdom. So we define wisdom as the ability to apply the knowledge that you have learned. Amen. The knowledge that you have learned. Godly wisdom is applying godly information that you've learned. And worldly wisdom it works the exact same way. There is, there is wisdom in the world. Amen. Right? There's, there's, a, there's a revelation of a difference between godly wisdom and worldly wisdom. Worldly wisdom can show you how to get rich. Oh, yeah. Man, listen, I knew some streetwise, streetwise fellas that could keep some money. All right. Kept or not, you know what I'm saying? Because they, they use worldly wisdom, right? But worldly wisdom, man, will soon fade away. You can get rich with worldly wisdom, but the things that you get all of a sudden, now they got you. 
Amen? All right. So there's the revelation of the difference between worldly wisdom and godly wisdom. If you want to get more money on your, on your income taxes, worldly wisdom can tell you, you know, just add a couple of kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's worldly wisdom. The next thing you know, the IRS knocking on your door. I need to see Blue Johnny's birth certificate. I need to <laughs> Worldly wisdom and godly wisdom. Amen. There's a, there's a revelation of a difference. But the kind of wisdom we're talking about is godly wisdom. Now, in the Bible, there, there are five books of the Bible that they're kind of considered um, the books of wisdom. They're Proverbs, Psalms, Job, Ecclesiastes, and some Song of Solomon. But turn to Proverbs real quick. And I'm going to read this. I love how the book of Proverbs, it even introduces itself to the reader. Verse number one, I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Amen. Y'all doing all right? Amen. Chapter one. Amen. <laughs> We're going to read from verse, from verse one down to verse number seven. It says this. This is talking about Proverbs. I love this. It says these are the Proverbs of Solomon, son, uh, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. Verse number four. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple Knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to those proverbs and become even wiser. Amen. You don't know it all. Let those with understanding receive guidance. Verse number six. By exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of, of their, the wise and their riddles. Verse number seven. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. Amen. Y'all remember I talked about, and we, we shared this earlier, five, thing that, five things that wisdom brings. Anybody remember them? Amen. Oh, what's prosperity? Riches and not Long life, that's the first one in, the, in Scripture. Long life, peace. Yeah, long life. Riches and honor. There you go. Pleasure and peace. Those are the five things. So turn real quick to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. I'm going to read this from the NIV. Somebody been paying attention. Amen. And listen, I'm going to always encourage you that you listen, you're not going to always get it all the time. Amen. I'm telling you, you know more than what you know. There's more on the inside of you than you know. The key is you have to continue to feed your, your and, and it's even how God made us. You have to continue to feed your mind and your spirit, man, the word of God. Because, listen, in the natural, your mind is a recorder. And you don't even know it. It's recording things. So when you feed it the right stuff, there's times where things will come up and you'll be like, where did that come from? But here's the revelation of the difference as a believer. When you hear the word of God, the Holy Spirit, his job, that Pentecost thing is to bring those things back to your remembrance. But the things that he's going to bring to your remembrance is the things that the father teaches or the things that he's teaching. He ain't going to tell you what BET had to say about certain, you know. You understand what I'm saying? So you're trying to bring to your remembrance how to handle the situation. And the only thing you remember is what you watched or what you heard or what she said. And you understand what I'm saying? All right. 
right? So now what comes to your mind is, you know, you, you, you and your little, your little boo thing. Girl, you can't trust a man. You got, the uh No, that ain't, is that the Holy Spirit? Or is that the, is that, is, is that the world? So the worldly wisdom says, go through his phone while he sleep. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You understand the, the revelation of a difference, but you got to feed the spirit, man. You got to feed it truth so the Holy Spirit can bring back up truth. Amen. What did I tell you to turn? Proverbs 3.13, praise the Lord. NIV is where we're going to read this from. It says, blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. Verse 14, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. We're talking about wisdom. And then verse 16, it says, long life is in her right hand. And in her left hand are riches and honor. Verse 17, her ways are pleasant ways, and her paths are peace. Wisdom brings you long life, riches and honor, pleasure and peace. Those are the things that wisdom brings you. Now, let's break those things down real quick. Long life. Don't turn there, just write it down, because I, want, I kind of want to keep moving. Is that okay? We're talking about it brings you long life. So Psalms 90, verse 12, from the King James Version, says this. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. The New, New Living Translation says it's like this. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Wisdom gives you, will teach you long life. Amen. So even in the natural, you've been, you know, come on now. You've, you've been told that you don't need to eat certain foods. Wisdom brings you long life. But then all of a sudden you see, I got to have it. You got to have it. So now you're shortening your days. Teach us to number our days. Amen. When he teaches us to number your days, he's teaching you how to make them longer by, you know, eating right, by exercising. It's even in the natural. Because here's the thing about, oh man, here's the thing about us sometimes. We, we forget that the spiritual actually over or supersedes the natural. The spiritual will run the natural. So you can't, you know, always lift your hands and you're not eating right. You can't always lift your hands and you're not never exercising. Because if you open your mind, open your heart to the Holy Spirit, he'll tell you what to do. He'll say, go outside and just take a walk. Amen, somebody. Right? So godly wisdom will show us how to have long life. You can't just do what you want to do and live forever. Oh, I'm going to get back to number two is riches. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, New Living Translation says, The blessing of the Lord maketh a person rich and addeth no sorrow with it. And Proverbs 23 and 4 says, Labor not to be rich, cease from thine own wisdom. Somebody say thine own wisdom. Labor not to be rich. And cease not from your, your own wisdom. The New Living Translation says, that, says it like this. I love this. Don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be, be wise enough to know when to quit. <laughs> you know why? Because verse number five says, In the blink of an eye, wealth, is dis wealth disappears. For it will sprout wings and fly away like an eagle. 
Man, I like that. Stop wearing yourself out trying to become rich. Amen? So, so you'll take another job, and now you can't come to church. Amen? Why? Why? Because of stuff. The end game is, is more stuff, more money. Right? That's not, that's not going to keep you. So now all of a sudden, you, don't, you find yourself, you don't wore yourself out trying to get all this, this, these riches and obtain all this wealth, and now you can't enjoy it. Because your body tore up. Amen. Amen. You wonder why you're struggling with the struggles that you struggle with because you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to minister through you to the Word of God. So you stay out of church. Amen. Come on now. Yes, sir. That's all I'm going to say about that. Verse number, uh, uh, the next one is honor, right? Honor. Proverbs 4 and 5. Four, Proverbs chapter 4, verses 4 through 5 in the New Living Translation. It says, get wisdom. Just jot it down. Get wisdom. Develop good judgment. And don't forget my words and or turn away from them. Verse number six. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her, and she will guard you. Yeah. Verse seven says, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Good judgment. <laughs> Amen. Verse number eight, I like this one. So it says this. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. Basically, what the scripture is saying, man, when you when you allow yourself to live and operate through the wisdom of God, you will always be honored. But if you don't, she will embarrass you. That life will embarrass you. Amen. It will embarrass you. But when you allow wisdom to, to, to work in your life, it will honor you. Amen. And verse number, I mean the last one, no, not the last one. The fourth, number four is pleasures. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 23 says this, New Living Translation. Doing wrong is fun for a fool, but living wisely brings pleasure, to, excuse me, to the sensible. I got any witnesses that you've had some foolish days? Amen. Wasn't no pleasure in those foolish days, was it? Nope. The fifth one, <laughs> what'd you say, Fanny? She said sometimes. Listen. <laughs> well, it didn't last long, amen. <laughs> hey, but she's right. Amen. You know. Temporary. You've had you've done some dumb stuff and it was cool while it was happening. Right? Until it, you know, ran its full course. Was no pleasure there then. And the fifth thing we talked about is peace. James chapter three, verse seventeen. New Living Translation says, but the wisdom uh, far above is first of all pure. It is also peace, loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and, and uh, the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. Amen. Somebody say it's always sincere. So we were talking about wisdom, some of the previous teachings, and the, we said wisdom was found somewhere, right? Where was, where's wisdom found? Your wisdom is found in our hearts. Man, somebody been paid. Y'all about to make me run. Wisdom is found in our hearts. And a, a, a scripture reference goes to 1 King, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but 1 King chapter 10, verse 24 from the NIV. And it says this. This is, this is the Lord talking about Solomon. The whole world sought audience with Solomon to hear 
um, the wisdom that God had placed in his heart. Amen. That word have I hidden in my heart so that I may do, not, do what? So may not sin against you. Wisdom is found in your hearts. Amen. So what will happen when it, when it deals with wisdom, man, and it's found in, the, in, in your heart, your, listen, it's like this. When your wisdom, when your wide lines up with the word, it releases wisdom. Remember, remember I told y'all that? When your why lines up with the word, it releases wisdom. So how does that correlate with wisdom being found in your heart? Where is your heart towards? What is your heart towards? Is your heart towards to serving others or serving yourself? So because if, if it's to serving yourself, then it's not, you're not going to find always the why of it. Why do you want more money? Why do you want a bigger house? Why do you want a bigger, better job? Why do you want the car that you want? Why do you want the things that you want? If your heart is tw turned towards you or selfish gain, God has nothing to do with no responsibility to give you any kind of wisdom to get it. Do you hear me? He has no responsibility to give it to you. Because your why is not lining up with his word. And he's the one that knows your why. Amen. You, you, can tell, you can tell people what your why is all day long, but he's the one that really knows what your why is. Amen. Somebody say he knows. The inward parts of who you are. So the why. So we're going to use money. Y'all remember I used this illustration before. Here's the thing. I heard this. I saw this somewhere um, before. I can't remember where I saw it. But it talks about why people want more money. Remember that? Or why people, why people think they need money. Why do people need money? And it, and, and it broke down this way. It says the poor, poor people, their reason for wanting money is to pay bills. Right. The poor, the middle class, the people in the middle is the ones who, they want more money or more resources to get more stuff. It's always keeping up with the Joneses. And Mr. Jones, I don't know why we always trying to keep up with, <laughs> we got two sets of Joneses, we just trying to keep up with the Joneses. Hey, but y'all do it all right though. We go, hey, I tell them all the time, now grow up, we're going to be just like them, Amen. So that's why the middle class want more money, just want more stuff. Amen? But it talked about the wealthy. The wealthy want money to make more money. Amen? Amen. They want money to, make more, to, to, to just make more money. I remember I saw um, there was a series that came out, came out, out um, men, The Men That Built America. If you've never seen it, it's, it's pretty good to watch. It talked about the Rockefellers. Um, the Vanderbilts, you know, them way over one percenters that, that had most of the wealth in the United States. Well, it talked about them as, as they began to, to, um, to gain their wealth. It got to a place where their wealth meant nothing to them. The only thing that's something that meant to them was to be more wealthier than the next guy. It didn't, it didn't matter how much money they had. They just wanted to be considered the, the on top. Amen? But when you apply these things to the kingdom, why would a poor person in the kingdom of God want more money? Why does someone who's poor want money? It's because they understand that their why is 
God is going to supply all their needs. So their why becomes more of a relationship than a why. So when you're in a poor state, man, when you don't have enough, amen, and you're a believer, the why is you trust God. When he brings it to you, your why is now to give him glory. When he pays the bill that you couldn't pay before, your why is to magnify him. That's your why. Amen. And then when he gets you to a place where you're kind of comfortable in the kingdom, amen, you're doing all right. So your why now is to get more resources, is not to get more stuff. It's to be a blessing to somebody. Amen. How could I help somebody else? And then for the wealthy, man, listen, the reason you want more, to, more, more uh, money when you're already wealthy is to be able to plant more seed. Because you, have a, you, you already know how the thing works. You said, man, if I get some more seed, I can plant some more crops. And if I can plant some more crops, I can feed some more people. It's never about you. But that's when your why is lining up with the word of God. Sometimes, you know, everybody want to be a millionaire, billionaire, whatever. No, you just need to be, listen, living in abundance. That means you have enough for you, for your household to be a blessing to the body. Amen, amen, amen. Do you know that's a gift? One of the gifts of the spirit is the gift of generosity. There's not a lot of people who have that gift. Because there's not a lot of people who, they, they get what they want to get and hold it to themselves. Amen. Amen. But if you have that gift of, of generosity, man, you'll be able to, to always be a blessing to somebody. Anybody want that gift? Yes, yes, Amen. One of the gifts of the spirit. Another thing when it deals with, with wisdom. Wisdom stands on top of humility. Knowledge will stand on pride. Because there's sometimes, man, you know, you got some people nowadays, they, 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 you, you can't tell them nothing because they know everything. Wisdom says, I really don't know. But when you say, I don't know, then that's when he downloads it to you. That's when he gives it to you. So you, wisdom, wisdom walks in and, and, and moves through life through, the, through humility. Amen. Have you ever known people that, you know, they, they know a few things. But you almost don't ever want to ask them nothing. They got the, you. You know why? The pride. It's like, almost like I don't want you to sin, so I ain't going to ask you. Because as soon as I ask you, pride is going to be on display. Amen. And then there's sometimes the people that really, you know, that got the answers, they're the, the humble ones. Them the ones you want to be around all the time. You know, people who can actually, you know, speak into your life or, or, or godly people who have wisdom, you just want to hover at their feet. Next week, Fannie and I have to travel to Gaston after service, amen. You remember I will always talk about Apostle Wright? Well, he went home to be with the Lord. This is the man that um, actually brought us up in ministry. Uh, my call was, was um, validated in his ministry. You know, he just, man, he just sold into our lives so much. Well, this upcoming Sunday, we're going to go to Gas, and they're going to have a, a celebration for him, kind of honoring him and his family. So they asked me to be one of the speakers, Bishop Dexter, y'all met him, he's going to be one of the speakers too, and then one of the other brothers that actually came out of that ministry is going to be speaking. The reason I bring up um, Apostle Wright is because he was a man of wisdom, and he was, a, he was an incredible man of humility. 
I mean, listen, this dude, this book, oh my God, he knew that book. And because of his humility, man, we would always try to gather around him just to, I mean, just to listen. You know what I mean? We, we would go out to eat or do certain things. Sometimes we'd go to his house and just do nothing, just hang out with him. He was cool, too. You know, just hang out with him. And then, man, all of a sudden, wisdom would start dripping. And, you know, we'd be, you know, sister, where be quiet. You know, like the old folks, sister, where be quiet. But he, he, made, he made you feel, you know, he made you feel like a sponge. Does that make sense to you? A person can, I like that. A person, a person can make you feel like a sponge. Meaning that they'll make you feel like everything they, they, they're, they're putting out is something for you to absorb. And it, when, when they share it, they, they make you feel like the purpose of them sharing it is for you to absorb it. Not for their, not for their gifts to be on display. Not for their knowledge to be on display. It's for you to absorb it. But you can be around some people, man, that listen, it's all about what they know. Shut up. Amen. Amen. How did I get there? Amen. Amen. We're talking about wisdom stands on humility. That's where it came from. Amen. So James chapter 3, verse 13, and from the NIV, it says this. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Amen. By their good deeds and the humility that comes from the wisdom of God. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Amen. The wisdom of God is the one that's going to always gives us, gives us humility. And then and also the Bible talks about in all your getting, all your getting. Yes. get what? Understanding. understanding. So what's under your standing? And here's the thing about the Lord. The Lord is the one that will give us understanding. Amen. Yes, Want me to prove it to you? I'm about to prove it to you. Amen. First John chapter five, verse 20. What's under your standing? Understanding is comprehensive. That means you know it. You know I mean, you understand what it is. And let me tell you, and when you don't understand something, talk to the Lord and tell him you just really don't understand it. And the Holy Spirit will give you a revelation of what it is. Because we have a lot of people, a lot of people, someone say a lot of people, a lot of us in the body of Christ who who we know stuff and have zero revelation. No understanding. We can quote scripture, but there's no manifestation. That may mean you don't understand it. And, and if you don't understand it, just tell the Lord, I don't understand it. Help me. And he will help you to understand. Love your enemies. Pray for them that on purpose despitefully use you. And that was one I didn't understand for a long time. Help me, Holy Ghost. I'm telling you. I didn't understand that one. <laughs> but it works. Amen. 
Yet the Holy Spirit has to come in and, 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 and show you how to do those kind of things. And then as you continue to read scripture, you continue to learn things, you'll see example after example. So our, our greatest example, example, Jesus Christ on the cross himself. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now who in here could, come on now, with your sanctified big S on your chest, could stand here and say that you would say that? See, he was on the cross as a son. Right now, when you've got to the place where God has matured you up into sonship, you may be able to say some of those things. But, you know, like a lot of us, we're still growing. Hey, man, I consider myself a son, but I ain't full grown yet. Come on. Amen. We'd have been on that. You don't know all them legions of angels, angels that he said he could have called down? We'd have been calling them. We have called them before we got there. Because you know why? We said, I'm Jesus. I know they're in from the beginning. I'm, I'm going to call them before I even get there. Mess with me. Come on now. Don't have any witnesses in the house. Because I know, I know I could, well, I know I, well, yeah. I would not have been like, Lord, get them. But so that means when you get to the place where you don't understand some things or, or the Lord is trying to teach us different things and, uh, about him and about who, you know, how we should respond to certain things, ask the Holy Spirit and he's the one that's going to show you. It's not a self-help plan. Mm, help me, Holy Ghost. Sometimes we've gotten to in church where we want to make everything us like you can figure it all out. You can't figure it all out. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, but he made us. He's the creator. Now, there's some things that we can use in the natural, some practical things that will help us tie into the Holy Spirit. But it can't be self-help. If it doesn't, if, listen, if it doesn't go back to this book, it's godly wisdom. And it's only temporarily. Amen. Even the delivery pro, you know, delivery programs, you know, six-step program and that. That stuff works. I, I'm not knocking it. I'm telling you. But to be delivered, Amen. man, it takes the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. To the, listen, here's the Lord. The Lord don't need a six-step program. Only thing he needs is an open heart. He will snatch drug addiction out of your heart. He will snatch lying out of your heart. And you'll wake up the next morning not knowing how you got there. Only thing you know is that I ain't lying no more. All right. All right. All right. I don't, don't want to no, drink no more. Hey, Amen. Because I'm a witness. Hey, Amen. What, 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 what a band. Let me go on close right here. I'm a, I'm a witness. I'm a witness, man. Because, you know, uh, in the military... I don't know what it is about Uncle Sam back in the day, man. We all used to drink. I mean, it's like, this is funny. Real quick, I can tell you this story. I, I was, uh, when I was in basic training, you know, they would talk about all the different standards that we're supposed to have and stuff like that. And, you know, basically they were talking about, you know, you're not supposed to be drunk and all, you know, do all this stuff. I mean, I remember the first day of my duty assignment, my first sergeant walked. My first thought was walking down the hall, and there were some soldiers who just got off. I was a military police. I was an MP. So there were some, some soldiers who just got off duty, and, man, they, came, they, was, they was coming into the barracks with a case of beer. And, you know, my first thought said, man, I like that. I like that. He said, good soldiers drink beer. Come on. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, that ain't what they just told us back, back in training. 
So here's my testimony. You know, man, listen. Yep, I used to, man, I used to get down with the best of them. What you say? Before, yeah, I ain't no fanny back there. I was young, hey man. I used to get down with the best of them. But man, the God that started dealing with my life. And I, here's the thing. Let me, let me share, share this with you too. I was saved. Say what? Yeah, man, I knew Jesus. I knew Jesus. Tear the club up. Amen. I knew Jesus though. I did. And I, I mean, I'm telling you, man, Seagull 77, here, let's get me. What? Okay. Man. <laughs> I got some witnesses. Okay, we're going to have a prayer service after Sunday. We're going to prayer line, lay some hands. With it. Let me get about it. Let's, so, here's my testimony, though. So now the Lord sends me to Korea, and, I, and he's dealing with me this whole time. I'm like, I got to get myself together. It's like, God, I, I, you know, I, I, I need to just give myself back t- to you. I need to just get it together. So he sends me to Korea, second ID. I'm up by the DMZ. Ain't nothing up there. Right. Nothing. We ain't had no, listen, it was so bad, we didn't even have no lady. We had no women on our post. Because right. we was that close to the real deal. No ladies. Amen. Everybody got drunk. That's all they did was drink. But do you know what the Lord did for me? Man, he, he went into my heart and snatched that desire. I, I can't tell you when it happened. Only thing I could tell you, I could be around it. It didn't bother me. All my partners would get drunk and it didn't bother me. I had one partner where I would go to the club with him just to make sure he came home. Man, Smitty, I never because Smitty used to go to the club and drink, drink people on there. He's that drinking, you know. Yeah, but he betting, making money. One day they found Smitty in the in the in the ditch. And I said, man, I'm always I'm gonna go to the club. When you go to the club, take me with you. The Lord had delivered me. Now I'm talking about maybe a month or so before then. Man, me and Smitty would have been getting down together. <laughs> but what I'm talking what the Lord would do for you. When listen, man. When you come to him and say, I can't do this by myself. I don't need a six-step program. I just need you to come into my heart and pull this thing out of me. He'll pull it out of you. And it becomes nothing about what you did. You know why? It's all about him. It's all about him. And he loves you. Bow your heads. Father, we bless you on today. We thank you, God, for your wisdom. And and as we continue to learn and to peel back the layers that you have in your word concerning wisdom for our lives, God, open our hearts to receive it. But God, we don't want only just to receive it. Teach us how to walk it out. Amen. Teach us how to live this thing. God, even now as we pray, God, if there's anyone here who doesn't know you in the pardons of their heart and their sin, and they, they're, they're, they're unsaved, they haven't given their life totally to you, God, we're praying for them today. And if that's you, after service, just come down to the front and we'll tell you what you need to do to be saved. We're praying now for the backsliders, someone who's that, who called themselves turning away from God, but God will never turn away from them. And they want to come back home to you, Father. If, if they're here today, God, after service, you come down and we'll tell you what you need to do. We'll pray with you. We'll pray with you. A third and final invitation is this. If you're looking for a church home, I know a good one. We're young. We're having services. We call it our tent. But God is opening doors, man. He's doing some things. And if you want to be a part of a ministry, listen, we need you.
Hallelujah. The Lord has need of you. Allow us to pour into you what the word of God said. It's not my, this is not my church. It's his church. Hallelujah. It's all about him. Father, thank you for our time together. We thank you that, God, the word that we've heard today is going to be sealed in our hearts and our minds. It's going to give you glory. God, we love you so much. We love you so much. It's in Jesus' name that we do pray and all the people of God shouted. Amen. Amen. Well, let's receive Elder Garfield as he comes. Go ahead and get your offering envelopes, offerings together. Thank you for spending time listening to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week. Thank you.